right. Well, you can tell by uh, the uh, format of our service that the, the main thing tonight is the Torah. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the Torah is always the main thing, but uh, tonight it is the, uh, truly the centerpiece of, uh, of the service. So I just wanted to share uh, just a little bit about why that is and, uh, and sort of just a reminder to us of uh, the Torah scroll itself and what it represents and just how important uh, it is uh, indeed to us. And there's, uh, you know, a few, uh, maybe four or five things that we want to remember uh, about the Torah and about the Torah scroll that, that makes uh, this very special. And, it, you know, it is kind of interesting that uh, a thousand years ago, so it's kind of new, uh, the tradition of, uh, of Simcha's Torah, it doesn't go back to the days of the Messiah, it doesn't go back to the time of the uh, Talmud. It's basically uh, around a a thousand, eleven hundred, somewhere in there, uh, when the uh, Torah reading cycle uh, was uh, developed. Uh, and you know, everything has a development. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like the history of the Siddur is very interesting. That's, that's another story for another day about how the Siddur came to be and why we do the prayers we do when we do them. It all is developments in Judaism, uh, mostly in the early part of the Middle Ages. Uh, and, and it has such great influence uh, that it's basically how it is done uh, to this day. So uh, Sukkot was a, certainly a very appropriate time for uh, the um, reading cycle to begin and end. Uh, one reason is, probably you can guess, uh, in uh, the book of Deuteronomy, you know, we read, uh, I believe it's in the 31st chapter of Deuteronomy, where... Uh, we're commanded every seven years on Sukkot, read the book of the law, right? So uh, not every seven years, uh, but every year uh, we come to the beginning and the end of the Torah cycle. Uh, and so, you know, it's a very appropriate time. Also, just the whole concept of the, of the holidays, of the Jewish holiday cycle. Uh, Sukkot is the end and the beginning, Right? And so, again, a very appropriate a place to read the end and the beginning uh, of, the, uh, of, of the Torah. And, and so it's added to the end of Sukkot. So technically, it, you know, it's not Sukkot. So, I, so tonight, I thought I'd mention a few of the uh, meanings of the, uh, of the Torah and the Torah scroll. So... The uh, Torah scroll is a, uh, a symbol of Jewish identity, a symbol of Jewish identity. You know, there's this uh, phrase uh, uh, that some might say, there is no synagogue without a Torah scroll, you know, and, uh, and quite clearly, uh, we demonstrate the importance of it by, first look where it, the, the Torah is in a very special place. You know, we don't just, it's not in the office and just haul it in for the service. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's uh, in a very special uh, place. And we call this the Aron HaKodesh, you know, like the Holy Ark. And, uh, and it's the centerpiece uh, of the worship service. And it is the, um, 
the, uh, it has this place of, uh, of great importance, right? Uh, when we take out the Torah, and you know it because you see it every uh, a Shabbat, it has very special coverings, right? It has uh, a very ornate uh, uh, cover, uh, and then there is uh, there uh, it has like a, what we call a breastplate, representing like the priesthood of Israel, and uh, and then uh, the the yod, the pointer, right, uh, is uh, very holy because we're not supposed to touch the the parchment, so we use the yod, and it's like a finger, and it's made that way on on purpose, you know. Uh, and then it has the finials, almost, and, and sometimes the Torah scroll has like a crown uh, on it uh, to denote, uh, you know, the kingship of God and, uh, and so on. You know that when, it, when a Torah scroll is created, it has to be created by and, and written, it has to be done by a very special person. And it's, it's very interesting when you read up on it, it's not just someone who's trained, but it has to be someone who is like known to be a a holy person, uh, someone that uh, uh, believes, you know, uh, that it's the word of God and so on. When you, when you read up on it, it's very, very interesting. So it's not just a mechanical issue uh, of writing it, but it's the whole motivation even, even behind it. Uh, and then, of course, it's special parchment, uh, special ink uh, uh, has to be used. And like I said, uh, you know, a special, uh, a special person, right? Uh, if you remember when we uh, came to this building, remember our little parade, right? Uh, we had like 100 people walking down Hamilton Road. Uh, and uh, we were carrying our Torah scrolls, right? And that was, uh, it was at uh, this time of year, uh, believe it or not, 12 years ago, uh, that, uh, that that took place. So when on that day, uh, we had built a sukkah outside. Boy, we really could have used this one, right, at that time. But anyway, so we built a sukkah, right, in the, in the, in the front, and, and, uh, and the building was, uh, had been uh, you know, made all ready for us. Uh, and uh, we had cleared out everything. You know how it is like when you move? Like, you know, you've lived in a house for a while and now everything's gone. It doesn't even, it just looks like uh, a structure of some sort, right? And I know every time I've uh, moved uh, and, and uh, you know, left a house, sold a house or moved, moved out of a house, it's sort of like, um, you know, I look out the door and I close it. I don't look behind, you know? And, and so that's kind of how it was. We, we took our Torah scrolls out, closed that door, it was done. Because the Torah scrolls were no longer there. Everything, everything was gone. It was just a building. Just a building. Uh, and we walked uh, down Hamilton Road singing. And, and it was a real glorious time. And it was probably the only time that uh, the corner of uh, Morse Road and Hamilton Road stopped for Beth Messiah Congregation. Uh, and it was, uh, uh, it was really very special. Uh, and so then we, uh, we came and we, we had the service most of the service outside, uh, but we walked in with our Torah scrolls to read the Torah. Remember that? That was a glorious day of, of, of coming in here with those Torah scrolls, and the place was packed out, and, and here we were uh, in our new home, and our Torah scrolls were there. So it, it just goes to show you how, you know, just how important 
the, uh, the symbolism uh, of the Torah is. And then, do you know when a Torah scroll is um, so damaged that it's no longer repairable, uh, you say, what, what do you do with a Torah scroll? You, there's actually like a, a bit, like you have a, you have a funeral. It's like a funeral, uh, and you bury it in a cemetery. Uh, and, uh, and so it, it, clearly, it is a very weighty, a very weighty thing. Uh, and so we might ask ourselves, well, uh, uh, you know, why is that? Uh, you know, why, why is it? Uh, and, and the reason uh, that the, the Torah is so sacred and so special, because it is the story of the Jewish people. It is the it is the uh, like the constitution of the Jewish people, the reason for being. It is uh, where we come from, why we're here, what we're called for, uh, and so the Torah scroll represents that. Even though, it, of course, it's the content uh, that matters. But as human beings, uh, we require sometimes very tactile ways of remembering and knowing who we are. Uh, and so the, uh, the, the Torah scroll has come to represent that. It uh, re- has represented the, uh, the covenant uh, promises uh, of God, the calling uh, of, of the Jewish people. Of course, we remember in the 19th chapter of Exodus that when uh, the Jewish people came out of uh, Egypt, uh, that uh, at Mount Sinai, is when we uh, received the uh, Torah, and uh, we read there, uh, God gives the famous calling, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, uh, uh, and you shall be my possession. And then he says, actually, before that, he says, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples uh, of, uh, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Uh, uh, these are the words that you shall speak to the sons of, uh, of Israel. And then, of course, Moses received the commandments at Sinai. But we also read, you know, the Torah scroll is not only laws. It is really a narrative uh, and of course, you know, if you've taken the Torah course at MSI, that the whole thing is a narrative. The whole thing is a story that contains the laws in the story. Uh, and so it isn't like a series of law codes or something like that. It really isn't. It is the story of the origins and meaning and significance and calling of the Jewish people uh, with the giving of the Torah. And we read uh, what that means. And so... Uh, the uh, story of the Jewish people is about covenant history. So when we see the Torah scroll, when we hold the Torah scroll, it reminds us that uh, of uh, being uh, the, the people whom God called to be a light to the nations. It reminds us of God's protection, of his covenantal love, uh, of, uh, of our accountability to God, uh, and, uh, and all of it. You know, uh, so uh, we can't underestimate the meaning of the uh, of the Torah scroll and the contents of it uh, for our people. And one of the issues uh, for us as a people, as Jewish people, is not always remembering 
the calling and the meaning of, of what it's all about. Uh, and, and so uh, on Simchat Torah, it kind of brings us, and how appropriate, at the end of this uh, High Holy Day journey, uh, to remember that when you, when, it, you know, when you boil it all down, it comes back to this is the word that God has given us. And as you know, Moses said, choose life, right? Uh, and so the uh, scroll, is, it reminds us of our calling. It reminds us of, of who we are. Uh, and it also, of course, in that context, is uh, the instructions uh, that God has given us uh, to live by, right? And so uh, we read, uh, you know, in Leviticus, for example, in Vayikra, uh, in the 18th chapter, that's at the beginning of it, that's where we read, don't follow, don't be like the Egyptians where you come from, don't be like the Canaanites where you're going, but obey me, live my way, right? Live my way. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting that uh, some of you know who Jonathan Sachs is, right? So uh, Jonathan Sachs, prolific uh, writer, uh, he has written a lot of books, but he wrote uh, one book in particular that uh, it has two editions with two, two different names. Uh, uh, the more famous one is called A Letter in the Scroll. Ever hear that book? A Letter in the Scroll. Uh, and uh, what it is, uh, it's actually... Uh, um, something uh, uh, that he wrote, like um, an essay uh, that he wrote to his children about why it's important to, to be Jewish, to live Jewishly. Why, you know, it, it opens up with, why be Jewish? Uh, you know, uh, and, and it's very interesting uh, because he writes, you know, uh, we were all, we're all born thousands of years after this decision was made. Uh, of, of being the chosen people and having to live uh, this way of life. We were not there. You know, we did not say, yes, Lord, whatever you say we'll do. We're kind of born into it, sort of like stuck with it. You know, uh, you might remember Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof, right? You know, uh, choose somebody else for a while, uh, you, you know? Uh, and, and so uh, he is, uh, uh, he, so he wrote this essay to his own children about why be, why be Jewish. And the reason it's called A Letter in the Scroll is because the Baal Shem Tov, the Baal Shem Tov, he is the, uh, uh, the, um, the father of uh, Hasidic uh, Judaism, right? Uh, sort of a mystic uh, in his day. Right, so he likened the the Jewish people to a living Torah scroll. Uh, the Jewish people are a living Torah scroll, and every individual Jewish person is a letter in it. Right, and so we know that in a Torah scroll, if a letter, just a letter, is damaged, the whole scroll is far fallen. Right, is uh, damaged. Uh, uh, the, it, it is considered uh, invalid. And so his point is, is that it's the responsibility of every Jewish person to live out being a letter uh, in the scroll. And so that's the reason, you know, why be Jewish? We're letters in the scroll. And we can make that application to all of us uh, who are Messiah uh, uh, followers. Now, what's also interesting and why I bring it up at this point is the original title, the original book, of course, I have both, of course, right? 
Uh, the original title of this book was called Radical Then, Radical Now. Uh, and uh, what is his point? His point is, is that don't live like the Canaanites, don't live like the Egyptians, live my way. And so to really live Jewishly is to live a radical way of life. Uh, and he's not talking about tzitzit and tefillin, he's talking about morals and ethics and, uh, and making a difference in this world. It's a great book, A Letter in the Scroll. Uh, I'd encourage you uh, to, to read that book by Jonathan Sachs. Uh, and so the Torah scroll reminds us not only just of, of the covenantal history or the story of our people, our purpose and calling, but also the way of life, the radical way of life that God has called us to live. So every Shabbat, when we take out the Torah and we march around the sanctuary uh, uh, with it, uh, we are like declaring that uh, God is king, king of the universe, and we live uh, under his authority and, and uh, by him. And, and this is our constitution. This is uh, our reason for being. Uh, all symbolized in the scroll itself. So it means a lot when, we, when uh, we take out the Torah scroll. And you know that I will often say when we take out the scroll, it has two basic meanings in, in the service. Uh, one is, by what, we, by what we say, we say the words, this is the Torah that God gave you know, to the, the Jewish people, and we, we, we read every, every week, we sing it, of course, it's our liturgy, but it comes from the book of Numbers, when the Jewish people began uh, the journey uh, into the wilderness, right? So it reminds us, like Sukkot, it reminds us of God's presence with us in the wilderness, and in the exile, and in the diaspora, and in the land. Uh, so very important as we, as we march around the sanctuary with the Torah scroll. It's like marching through Jewish history, for better or for worse, right? Uh, and that God has never left us uh, or uh, for, forsaken us. So it reminds us uh, of, uh, of that journey. But it, it reminds us also, and it's sort of a, a twin truth, it reminds us when we take out the Torah scroll uh, of God's covenantal love uh, and faithfulness and an opportunity every single week to renew that relationship for us to say once again, yes, God, yes, God, whatever you say, yes, this is what we will indeed uh, uh, do. And you know, when we come to the uh, pages of the Brit Hadashah of the New Covenant, uh, what did Yeshua uh, uh, tell us? Uh, he told us that, you know, the Torah is still God's word and authoritative, right? Uh, in uh, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, what does Yeshua say? Uh, he says, do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets, the Tanakh, <laughs> basically, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass away from the Torah until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and so teaches others shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them shall be called great uh, in, in the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, by the way, something very, very interesting about righteousness so that we shouldn't think that, that what he's simply saying is do this, do this thing. He says this, 
For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall not enter the kingdom of, of heaven. And then he begins to interpret uh, the, the Torah right, right after that. Uh, and so the Pharisees and the scribes, these are the people, uh, these are the people who are the sophers. These are the people who are, who are very meticulous uh, in creating Torah scrolls. Uh, you know, and uh, making sure that everything is done just in a, a correct, a, a traditional way. And so he's saying that, that um, this word is your authority. I'm not coming to bring you a new law. I'm not coming to bring you a new way of life. But I'm coming to empower you to live this way of life. This ethic, this moral, this, uh, this identity that God called us all to live uh, when, he, when we were at the, the foot of Sinai. Uh, and so very important you know, to recognize that, that the importance of the, uh, of, of the uh, Torah. But not just the scroll, because one of the things when he says, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, well, there's something very interesting in, in one of the prophets about the Torah, right? And, and about the nature of the, of the Torah. In uh, Jeremiah, in the 31st chapter, we read, uh, we read these words. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my Torah within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So when he says, I'm coming to make a new covenant, and not like the, the one in Egypt, uh, he's, what he's saying is, I'm coming to make a new covenant, uh, uh, you know, a new promise, but, but not, not a new Torah, not, not, not a new Torah, not a new way of life. Uh, but now what I'm going to do is I am going to internalize this word in a spiritual way. I'm going to internalize this within you so that you'll be able to live it out, right? We read this uh, in another way with different words uh, in the prophet Ezekiel, right? In the 36th chapter, he says the same thing, but he says it in a little bit of a different way. In Ezekiel chapter 36, he says, I will give you, in verse 26 of Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my ruach, my spirit, within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. So he's saying, he's sort of saying the same thing two different ways. I'm going to place my Torah within you. I'm going to place my ruach within you. And the end result is that you will be empowered uh, to uh, live out uh, the, the uh, Torah. And so when we come to uh, Yeshua, uh, he's described in a very interesting way. In uh, the first chapter of the Gospel of John, right? We read here, For the law was given through Moses... Grace and truth were realized through Messiah Yeshua. Given and realized is the, uh, is the, basic, uh, are the basic important words here. Given through Moses. Moses had stones with, with uh, the law, with the Torah, the Ten Commandments, embodied in the Ten Commandments, 
on them. And so we receive it and we promise to live it out. But in Messiah Yeshua, the Torah is realized within us. Realized within us. And certainly, uh, you know, when it says uh, here, uh, uh, law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized. Grace and truth uh, are, a, uh, are an apposition, not opposition, but apposition to the Torah. In other words, grace and truth uh, is, uh, you know, epitomizes what, what the Torah is. And it's also very interesting that grace and truth are words that God uh, himself used to describe himself in the, uh, you know, uh, in what we just read on Shabbat. Uh, the 13 Midot, um, when uh, God uh, rec- was, became reconciled to Israel after the, uh, after the golden calf. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, you have this great continuity when it comes to the Torah, the importance of Torah. And Yeshua becomes for us, in a way, the, the living Torah, uh, the, uh, the embodiment of the Torah. Uh, and uh, and how important that uh, that is uh, uh, to us, uh, and so when we uh, when we observe when we celebrate uh, a Simchat Torah, we are remembering God's covenant uh, relationship. We're remembering uh, the uh, the history of our people. We're remembering God's covenant faithfulness to our people. Uh, and uh, from a messianic point of view, the, the fulfillment of the coming of Yeshua, which does not, which to use Yeshua's own words, does not abolish the Torah, uh, which means it doesn't abolish the Torah scroll, <laughs> okay? Uh, and uh, still, of course, uh, very, very important uh, uh, to us. And uh, we, what we could say is that it's, it's not that we... Uh, uh, you know, celebrate a holiday like Simchat Torah, well, in spite of believing in Yeshua. You know, we still do this thing. No, we would say it's because of it, right? Because of, of embracing the Messiah of Israel, we love the Torah even more, you know? Uh, and uh, uh, as our constitution, as our uh, calling. Uh, and, uh, and there you go. Uh, so how important it is for us.